This is the Engines of Our Ingenuity, made possible by the friends of KUHF Houston. Today, the man who made it simple. The University of Houston presents this program about the machines that make our civilization run and the people whose ingenuity created them. A poignant technological footnote from 2011. When Steve Jobs died, many of us heard the news via our iPhones, iPads, or personal computers. I've just finished Walter Isaacson's mammoth biography of Jobs, and by the end found myself grasping and groping for some label to pin on the man. In the obituaries and tributes, he was often compared to Thomas Edison. That's flattering, but doesn't ring quite true. Though Jobs' name appears on dozens of patents... He really didn't invent anything new. There were MP3 players before the iPod, there were smartphones before the iPhone, and there were even personal computers before Apple started making them in 1977, though just barely. What Jobs did was take clunky things and turn them into beautiful, elegant things. More importantly, he took complicated things and made them simple. Well, as simple as they could possibly be. Jobs embodied the motto of the Swiss poet Henri Amiel, The great artist is the simplifier. So, when all the other accolades are exhausted, genius, entrepreneur, visionary, etc., etc., simplifier is what I will call Steve Jobs. There's dozens of examples. The most famous is the so-called GUI, short for Graphical User Interface, how we interact with our computer screens with a mouse or trackpad. Before GUI, you talk to the computer by tediously typing code, Apple didn't, of course, invent GUI. Xerox did. Xerox granted Apple access to their top-secret research lab, and in return they got to invest in Apple stock. When Jobs saw GUI for the first time, he went ballistic. He knew in an instant it was the future of computers. Plus, Apple's version was even better and simpler than Xerox's. That feature on our computer we take for granted, where the window we're working on always seems to be magically in front of the other windows... Obviously, there's no front and back on a two-dimensional computer screen, but it's an illusion as convincing as the sun rising and setting. One of Jobs' engineers created stacked windows because he thought he'd seen them at the Xerox lab. He hadn't. Xerox was amazed when they saw Apple's innovation. Achieving simple, however, is often anything but. As Isaacson points out, Jobs had several opposing traits that were the yin and yang of his success— One was a fondness for the aesthetics and philosophy of Zen Buddhism. Go to a temple in Kyoto, Japan, to see simplicity and purpose in every wooden beam. The flip side of this Zen repose was a ruthless demon of perfectionism, which he unleashed upon his troops on a daily basis. That part of the job story calls to my mind the stereotypical symphony conductor of the last century. Instead of brainy Thomas Edison, maybe we should think temperamental Arturo Toscanini, Steve Jobs set the same kind of rarefied standards for what he dubbed his insanely great products, and any dissonant human notes along the way were but a small price to pay for the ultimate goal of simple harmony with our machines. I'm Roger Caza from the University of Houston, where we're interested in the way inventive minds work. (laughs) 